Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah, and today I'm excited to be speaking with Michael Mikey J. Asante, who is one half of the award-winning founders and artistic directors of London hip-hop dance company Boy Blue Entertainment. Together with choreographer Kenrick H2O Sandy, composer Mikey J has blazed the hip-hop trail and is at the forefront of the UK hip-hop scene. With a string of awards, collaborations and incredible artists both here in the UK he's worked with, I almost don't know where to start in terms of the incredible questions that I could ask you, but thank you so much for joining us, Mikey. No problem, man. Nice, nice to be talking to you. Fab. So tell us, first of all, like, how did you get involved in hip-hop? What was your sort of first taste and what drew you in? Oh, man, like, I remember, I think it was 1993, um, so I was about 13 years old, obviously showing my age now. <laughs> um and I heard this track and it was called The Appetite for Destruction. Well, it turned out to be The Appetite for Destruction by NWA. And I remember just the groove and the sound of it, the vibe of it just really had me intrigued. And, and the best way I can describe it is just like, it was like meeting someone for the first time and being like, oh my God, I love you. You know, like <laughs> it was that crazy. Like I remember just, I think I was listening to like a Tim Westwood show or something like that back in the day. And I, and I mean, it was like, you know, right about that time, we had like a big influx of hip hop in the 90s anyway. But I remember just that particular track changing things for me um, as a young person. And how did you come together with Kenrick? Funny enough, Kenrick is a, a friend that I've had from school. I met him like first day of school, um, secondary school. So when we was around 12. Um, but like... Um, he he didn't dance. He wasn't involved in any of that kind of stuff. Um, I was. I, I kind of had danced, um, you know, like to hip hop music and stuff in my younger ages, like nine, ten, you know, all of that. Um, and then was doing music. I was singing and I was doing drama and I was doing all that the kind of entertainment stuff at school. And and he wasn't. He was just a guy who played football. You know, um, <laughs> was really interested in football. Then later on, got really interested in basketball and graphic design. Then it wasn't until he kind of started vibing with us, like me, his brother, and another friend of ours, um, that he started realizing, oh, I want to do this dancing thing, and kind of jumped on board like real late, like 19 years old. So, yeah, like I met him. Well, he's a friend. He, he's yeah. my best friend. So, and what inspired the both of you to establish Boy Blue Entertainment? Um, I think there's a combination of a few things. Um, one was just that we just had a community of people that wanted to dance mm -hmm. you know, in East London and we just provided the space and people kind of came and, and, and got involved. Um, and then uh, it was more me from a business point of view thinking, you know what, we should conglomerize this, you know, and turn it into something, you know, and then it kind of went from there. There was no grand design or master plan. It was just, you know, a vibe feeling and, and here we are. And Boy Blue is one of the most incredible hip-hop dance companies Appreciate in, that. In, yeah. well, in, in the country and no doubt with a growing reputation around the world. And with our listeners across 50 countries, I know that they'll be really interested in what your uh, artistic direction and your vision for the company is. Oh, definitely. I mean, our latest show that we've done called Black, White, Grey, 
um, is, is something that I really want people to see across the world. I think it has a very, very important and um, like a story that can really connect. I mean, that was the aim of the p- particular piece, even mm-hmm. though it has about five different strands that run through it. Um, it being a triple bill, it kind of leaves it, as, as well as it being quite abstract as well, it leaves it for the, the watcher's interpretation and we want everyone to see that. And then essentially, you know, just pushing hip hop in terms of its importance in the, in the world and its importance in especially the youth culture its importance in in what is contemporary you know the idea Absolutely. of what's new and fresh um it's definitely you know high up on the agenda and we've got lots of little events and and ideas in terms of shows um workshops master classes stuff like that which will be rolling out and hopefully we can get to some of the international spaces absolutely and as you say hip-hop is becoming so popular and is definitely in the mainstream now but what do you think the future of hip-hop is both for dance and musically because obviously they are they're joined together that's like a perfect marriage you almost can't separate them out these days 100 yeah um it's interesting because the one thing about hip hop is is that it's constantly trying to innovate, you mm-hmm. know. So to tell, you know, we we to give you like a five year plan of what's going to happen yeah. is, you know, totally un, unheard of because the idea of it is, you know, it, it promotes and it celebrates the freestyle. Like it promotes and it celebrates the idea of inspiration and innovation and sampling. Sampling being inherent in both the music and sampling inherent in terms of the dance, like a lot of dance um, moves that are created are based on something else that they've, you know, that dancer or the creator of that dance had experienced. Yeah. So it's constantly trying to react and, and respond to the world as a whole. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't tell you, but it's it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop flowing. And as you say, like hip-hop responds to the current culture and we're in such an enormous amount of like time of change. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, that constant relationship between, you know, current culture and hip-hop culture and, and how they interact and what's produced as a result of that. 100%. I mean, you, you yeah, you got to remember, hip-hop is born out of the idea of, of trying to make your voice heard. Yep. So it's a great vehicle for, for the times of now. It's a great vehicle for any person who feels that they want to try and uh, express themselves. Although, you know, you have to make sure that that expression is, number one, authentic, but then at the same time, you should understand your foundation in all, all regards to any type of art, type of art form that you, you wish to endeavor in. So understanding, learning and, and putting yourself in a, in a space to, to really know the parameters of what you're working with is also, you know, very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. And you're an acclaimed producer, composer, singer, dancer and DJ. <laughs> Amazing. How do, how do you approach composing the music to the amazing hip-hop dance choreograph by Kenrick? Um, it's a combination of um, palettes and ideas. So mm-hmm. essentially, you know, I might sit down and, and listen to sounds and then just group them together. And from that grouping, start to say, I want to create work that kind of sits in that palette zone mm-hmm. um that's definitely a new process and one we definitely used um to create and, and make black white gray mm-hmm. um specifically in terms of our new shows um and you know trying to and i think hip-hop is it's about that competitive nature as well it's trying to make 
and push Kenrick in in a different way, you know, trying to make him move different. You know, mm-hmm. the music, the, the vibe will make him move different or or the idea of trying to create something that I know is going to get him so hyped that he's going to have to try and, you know, um, create something really awesome to go with it, you know. So there's, there's a combination of those two things. And then I think a bit of boredom as well, the idea of trying to make something fresh and different. Um, it's definitely the three kind of main pillars I, I use in regards to trying to make music. Fantastic. And tell us about one of your upcoming projects. So you're curating an event with Latitude Festival this year. Yes. Tell us about that. Um, so, yeah, the, the vibe of this is, is, is a strap line that they've called the get down. And for me, the main challenge is to try and create an, an experience which is um, interactive. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest things we want to do. We want to try and make it interactive, but then also try and make it a live experience of dance and music and trying. And I think this is, this is the biggest challenge is trying to curate a vibe, which travels through, I would say the early nineties um, into the two thousands, but then at the same time, trying to, to bridge, I guess the gap between, music of then and the music of now and to try and create a massive and and, and enjoyable party experience which you know people can you know we need the movement we need the interaction we need the noise we need the energy of the audience to kind of fulfill that um, piece as a whole and that experience as a whole sounds really exciting and no doubt you know we see this so often now social media has has ignited the popularity of dance and, and of course uh, hip hop as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the impact of social and, and digital technologies has been on hip hop, or how are you, how are you embracing that to promote hip hop and encourage that participation and getting new audiences involved? Yeah, I think there's a couple of battles that that kind of exist around in the social media aspect. Is is number one authenticity of, of knowledge and understanding. Where is that information coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, and and hip hop is is you know. It was born in the Bronx, yep. you know, and, and I'm an African, um, British mm-hmm. person who, you know, is not part of that. So I understand, you know, it, anyone can get involved just as much as I could got involved. But the difference is, is trying to make sure you're getting the correct information and social media can have, you know, we, we hear everything about alternative facts now or, mm. you know, um, fake, fake news. news yeah. yeah. So that is one of the major problems um, that we find now. Um, but then at the same time, it also has increased the speed and the frequency in which you can get that information or you can connect. Like someone can easily connect with me way easier than, you know, they could, you know, 10, 10, 20 years ago, you know, in general, we've yeah. everything and everyone. So we're all linked and we're all connected and we can get past information across. And I think I'm embracing it on, on two fronts in terms of trying to promote what is good about hip hop, what is good about dance. Um, obviously in regards to our shows, trying to get wider audiences and try and get more people interested. But then I think also at the same time, it's about just, you know, being able to share you know, we're able to share in mass yeah. and quick and, and, and easy. And, and, and I think, you know, turning into what people class as one of the OGs in the scene now, it's like, you know, I embrace the fact that people can get stuff done and in such a, you know, quick and, 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 and anything can be put out there now. You don't have to 
jumps through so many hoops and 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 so many different you know get your inspiration out and and get it heard or listened to or seen or you know or whatever even if it's just a comment or uh, a video or some kind of music that's what i love about the social media aspect absolutely and for our listeners out there who may you know look at your incredible company and think my god i'd love to be involved i'd love to join the company what what do you look for um, with obviously together with Kenrick? You know, what type of dancers or people do you look for to join your company? Yeah, I mean, I, I could probably go out on a limb and say everyone can dance because everyone can, but mm-hmm. to a varying degree. You know, some yeah. people are better with timing, some people are better with uh, choreography, some people are better with freestyle. But essentially, what we want to see is the main thing which drives you to dance you know what is your key component what is your determination your drive you know the rest can be worked on if you've got that you know if you've got a a real and i mean we see lots of people that might not be able to transcend all the way over because of their time commitments or some of their work commitments but the bottom line is whatever you have to give we're going to find a way to use um and at the same time if you're prepared to train and work hard the majority of what can happen can be learned. I think being obsessed with, with your craft or your passion is definitely key. Um, but then also at the same time, you know, sometimes you, some people have got that thing which works with dance. And, and I must admit, especially say from like a crump point of view, is when you're seeing somebody who embodies that, it's like they're naturally kind of predisposed for that, you know, and then also finding that niche inside them that we know we can say, okay, you know what, you need to go and train with X or Y in order to kind of expand that little seed we see in you. So I think it's just just the beginnings. You just have to have the beginnings. You just have to have the determination and you've got to have the drive to try and achieve and, and build and be something. Absolutely. And, you know, you're a perfect example of the embodiment of, of all of that. And with such an incredible story, you've set up your own company, you've received so many awards, you've worked on the olympics you have worked with amazing composers around the world finally my final question and you may have covered a little bit of there but is there sort of one nugget of advice or words that you would give to others who are looking to make their mark on the hip-hop world um to not sound i guess like a a downer Hmm. the point i would say is i find i'm trying to find the better words but you know my attitude is no one really cares Mm-hmm. till you've given them a reason to you know so true and my attitude surrounding that is either honing your craft putting that work in and then making sure it's displayed and seen there's no other way to kind of make that happen and and as we spoke about with the social media aspect the opportunity is there and it is breaking away from those fears or breaking away from those doubts and having a go because failure is not failure. Failure is just learning, you know, it's just learning. You've got to see every opportunity, every situation is just learning. And if you're constantly striving to learn, then you're not making mistakes. You're you're, you're putting yourself in a scenario where people, you're visible and people can see you, people can hear you. So get out there, you know, make it happen and at the same time, know what your passion is. For some people, it might be physically working in dance and actually choreographing. But if you have a passion for dancing, it's, you know, maybe dancing is not actually physically dancing is not your thing. There might be other aspects. We need producers. We mm. need, um, you know, we need tech staff. We need, um, what do you call it, stage management. Yeah. All these kind of things to help push and build 
the company, um, the the culture. So don't be afraid to reach out and and find where you sit inside the the grand, grander scale of things. You know. Um, so yeah, first I would just say get over get over whatever fear it is to to just do. That's a amazing advice, and thank you so much for joining us today. I can't wait to see the Get Down at Latitude Festival this summer. And for listeners around the world, you can check out more about Boy Blue Entertainment at, on their website, which is boyblueent.com. Of course, check out all, their YouTube videos and, show, and socials as well, and you can get your tickets to Latitude on their website. Thanks very much. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.